You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 377, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and actionfigureblues.com. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scotty. And Eddie. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Transformers Red Wave, the Mafex Hush Batman and Dark Knight Returns Batman action figures, and the Bandai SH Figure Arts Batman 1989 action figure. Greetings, lads. It's nice to be back. Hey, hey. Hello. 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 Also nice to be uh, just doing things besides <laughs> working. Yeah, well, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure who's who. Do we actually have to, like, reintroduce ourselves to each other? It's Hi. been years. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a bit like that. Like, life has been so busy that uh, I think our communications have been limited largely to flicking small Facebook messages backwards and forwards rather than getting together like this. So it is nice to be back. Yeah. It's interesting in a year where, in theory, like, you know, you, you've had more time on your hands. Things have been – I think everything's just taken more energy, taken more time. Um, yeah. And it's a it, – it, any delusions that I had at the beginning of all of this, <laughs> of all the extra stuff that I was going to get done, you know, now are I, I, you know, just like – Oh, anything's a tick. Anything's a tick. I finally uh, conquered the mountain of cardboard that was eating our garage from <laughs> months of online shopping and acquisitions and whatever. It's all gone, um, and, it, and it all got properly recycled. Um, so that's that's my accomplishment for 2020. Pretty much, I started a business. That's the other thing, but that's just because I got on it. I got unemployed, so I had to do something. Um, but you know, still like, an oh, accomplishment. You can count yeah. that. People are like, oh, what inspired you to start your own business? And I was like, well, I was unemployed, so <laughs> that that'll do it. Um, but that, besides that, that's that, an inspirational bank ad. You know how they go the small business owners and they, they show. <laughs> yeah, was people like, are like, oh, you know, I had a vision and I really had passion. I was like, I need money. Yeah, I need money for. <laughs> I gotta buy stuff. I have to buy, buy stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. And how are you, Mister Eddie? Yeah, I'm going good. Um, yeah, sort of similar sentiment to Scotty, and um, I think also a little bit for um, us. I don't want to speak for um, Scotty as well, but because uh, we're quite fortunate to be uh, in a state that's um, overcome uh, being the worst hit by COVID. Uh, in the country to uh, back and opening up now. Uh, I've gone from, you know, sort of being in lockdown, stuck at home to working 10-hour days and, um, you know, for the last kind of two weeks and then all the preparing to open uh, before that. So I sort of feel like it went from, you know, very time around the house and, as Scotty said, energy to um, try and do things to all of a sudden being far more energy than ever before and having to get so much done and yeah. uh, it works. So it's it's felt like it forever, but also felt like a blink of an eye <laughs> at the moment. So uh, it's nice to actually get a couple of minutes to sit down and chill and um, talk some geeky stuff. Yeah. Yes, I must admit I was rather looking forward to, to getting together for our next episode. I think it, uh, the week's just got away from us. Didn't they just? Yeah. The well, I mean, it's the we're now getting into, of course, the kind of silly season. But I, I feel like 
with things becoming a little bit more quote unquote normal, you know, people starting to get their headspace back a bit as well. So that is good. And, and, and obviously in Australia, we're really, we are so fortunate to be where we are at right now yeah. with all of this. And we're very aware that our um, friends in a lot of other countries are either going back into lockdown or still really dealing with it. So all of our thoughts and good vibes and energy are with you. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Let's conquer this crap. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> I've had a pretty good week, actually. I, uh, I've uh, now, I know, I've preempted what Scotty's going to say here, but I was about to say I've, I've never really done the clothes thing. So, I, I, and I know Scotty Scott, was about to, you know, there's, there's no surprise for a person that doesn't wear pants or something like that. But, um, in, in in terms of clothes, I'm the kind of person who will I've never done the clothes thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yes. will I will wear t-shirts and stuff until they they get to a point where my wife goes really really like that doesn't shouldn't that finally move from the going out of the house to the only around the house kind of draw uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, with the you know infinite spare time I I have uh, I decided to order some t-shirts. And I thought, wow, I can't even remember the last time I got on the internet and ordered a bunch of T-shirts. And so I do, I do like the quirky ones that aren't immediately obvious um, to people. And so I, I spent quite some time typing in all my favourite, you know, movies, TV shows, um, actors, and whatnot. Uh, and uh, I, I love Matt Berry. I just think Matt Berry is hysterical in, in in everything that he does and the world is a much better place with him in it and so i ended up with a couple of t-shirts um one was uh from his his tv show um uh, toast of london and uh it's got his kind of silhouette on it and it says um yes i can hear you clem fandango <laughs> and um the other one is a um and of course it's so it's just his silhouette with of course the, the classic white streak in the hair and the other one is a what we do in the shadows and it's got um, those kind of odd cartoony characters of the five across the T-shirt and you kind of have to know, you, you kind of look at them and you can kind of pick, you know, who's who. And so, you know, you kind of get it or you don't. But I've worn both this week and uh, I was at the shop and a guy came, <laughs> guy came up to me in the supermarket and he goes, Stephen, Stephen, can you hear me, Stephen? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> so of course I went. Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango, and we had a good laugh, and and off we went. And uh, today I was wearing the what we do in the shadows one, which doesn't have any text on it at all. It just has the picture of. Uh, actually, I'm I'm you know sorry for the people playing along at home, but um, it's got the five characters. Oh, that I'm, very I'm good. Showing, yes, you know, the guys on on Skype at the moment. Uh, and I was out and about today when a uh, a guy came up to me and he just came up and pointed and he went, not you, Gamo, and then walked off. And I just cracked up and my eyes like, I have no idea what that means. And so it's <laughs> it's the little things like that at the moment that I think just uh, that just bring a smile to your face and, and make the world a better place. So. I definitely, you know, after a really long time of, of very limited human interaction, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm finding – Two two different things. One is some people are really you know friendly and chatty, um, and then I don't know. There just seems to be other people who are like in a in a, a rush and cranky and um, <laughs> you know I, like so. There, there's not kind of much in between. Like really good 
um, human behavior and really bad human behavior. Mm. Um, and I th- that's just human nature, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Indeed. But Indeed. It has been great to just be out, to be out and be with humans. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, becoming best friends with the various male delivery people who, uh, seem to be at our house almost every day. And, and, and speaking of which, it's uh, it's been some times, and Mr. Scotty, have you acquired items of uh, of merit. Um, first, I just want to share two pieces of knowledge that I have acquired <laughs> since last we spoke. Um, Only I, two in the whole like month. Well, two two that are noteworthy. <laughs> I feel for this uh, audience. Um, the first is that uh, my my business we we helped run a virtual. Um, school's eco challenge festival a couple of weeks ago and while i was you know, running around in the background making everything work technically i learned that the turtle that is native to the murray river can breathe out of its butt for 12 hours while it's sleeping <laughs> and a skill I, that we should all have i think i was like that would be so handy mm, you know, like mm. to be able to kind of like have your head underwater or you know, like you wouldn't have those kind of like, you know, pesky, you know, sore throats from sleeping oh. and breathing with your mouth open. Uh, although I don't know what might happen at the other end, but um, they, you know, still. So that, that I learned that earlier, mm. and then just today I learned um, that that you can have your tattoos preserved after you die. Yes. There is a an association for the preservation of skin art that will yes. preserve your tattooed skin in a frame and send them to your loved ones if they desire. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, I asked my beloved, who doesn't like my tattoo anyway, if she would like it um, preserved for her, and her response was unprintable. Um, the, <laughs> my, my first thought with that, is it's more about the location that makes me uh, cringe. <laughs> <shit. laughs> I'm just like, why would anyone want that? But my wife said, couldn't you just take a photo? <laughs> like, <laughs> like on, on actual dead skin lying, hanging Indeed. on your wall. From memory? Mm. Oh, weird. And then to get to the actual question of what I have acquired in um, collectibles side, obviously from our last episode, we've been doing a lot of Hasbro Marvel Legends acquiring, but I've taken a break from that to <laughs> hop over to the DC side to acquire... Uh, DC Multiverse figures, including some that I swore I wasn't going to get. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I have to say some. Of the <laughs> 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 I have to say some of the latest uh, things that they just announced are really ones that I'm like, no, I'm not getting Rockstar, Batman, or whatever the crap all that. Oh is. yes, 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 yeah. you are. No, yes, because... you are. <laughs> I mean, they are great figures, right? Like, I've definitely things that I don't have like a, a reference for, but the Merciless Wave, which Eddie and I are going to have, um, they, for stuff that I don't have a frame of reference, the source material, but the um, figures are great, and I even managed to score an extra Robin. So in this wave, there's three um, different. Robin head sculpts, two of which are pretty similar. Like they're 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 only subtly different, but I I managed to score a, a extra one. So I don't I don't need all three, but I kind of thought two was cool. So Eddie and I'll review those at some point. And then I also um, bought. It was really funny. I was in my local Zing, and I do have a you know a not so secret 
mystery minis issue um, of, you know, of compulsive, like I have to get them all if I start. So I'm usually good at not starting something like they have, they have new mystery minis out for the office at the moment, which a are $13 each. Hello. But I'm just like, Nope, I'm not starting because then I'll have to have them all. I don't need them. I've got the, the pops. That's fine. But they had the fantastic four series that was out last year for $5 each. And so, um, I was like, well, I can do that. And they had a whole box there. And so I was like, Oh, I just took the box up to the, the counter. And now for, for point of reference here in Victoria, where we had a really long, um, lockdown and a lot of people at in retail and hospitality were stood down. So now that shops have reopened, there's a lot of turnover because obviously people have had to find other work, etc. And so lots of new faces, you know, at, at my local Zing. Um, and I took the box of them up and, and he was like, and I was like, I just want to buy the whole box. And he was like, oh, I, I don't know if we do that. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't even... Like I, I don't want to keep the box. You can have the box, but I just want to buy them, buy them all. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm just not sure if we sell them all together." And I'm like, "I want to buy these in your store. Isn't that what you do?" And then the other guy was like, "Yeah, he can buy all of them." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." So it was just the weirdest thing. He was like, "I don't know if we do that." I'm like, "What? Sell things?" So, but I'm very lucky. On my first go, I got all the the main Fantastic Four. So. The, I got actually both different Mr. Fantastics and both um, Invisible Girls, the actual Invisible one, and also the the not Invisible one. And then I got the the Thing, which is really cool, and the Human Torch, which is really cool. And uh, what else is in there? Um, oh, I know the and and a Doctor Doom. And a super scroll, oh, yes, yeah, which is really nice. And then, uh, oh, no, damn you, damn you, <laughs> <laughs> and a, a silver surfer. And so, I'm just eBaying for Mole Man, um, <laughs> to get him. There's a there's a Namor as well, um, there. So, but you know, I can, I can, I'm happy to eBay for a couple. I really only got a couple of doubles, and um, so yeah, so that was that was you know, fun, didn't break the bank. And then where where I go for my local comic shop at the secret headquarters, um, they like you know Zing when they first opened used to keep like one mystery mini open, and so you could get that one or you know or open it etc. But they don't do that anymore. But secret headquarters still does that, and so I went in and they had the Spider Man series, which I don't. There's a lot of those I don't want, but they had the Doctor Octopus out. and so I bought him, and then I just said, oh, I'll just keep opening them until I oh until I um you know, find one that I don't want. But the one that I really wanted was Vulture, and I got him. Um, very groovy. And then I got, like, Anti-Venom, who's enormous, but then I was like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, but they're really fun, you know? Like, and I just think the Marvel ones, um, they, they've done so many Marvel ones, you know, there's quite a good assortment of characters there. So that's a fun non, non-bank-breaking thing to collect. So, like Scotty, I've been picking up uh, a lot of the, you know, classic evergreen stuff, such as uh, Star Wars Black, um, uh, some new stuff coming in there with Mandalorian kicking off again, such as Cad Bane and the Armourer and pieces like that. Same with Marvel Legends with the, uh, uh, what you call it, the Venom Wave and things like that coming through. 
Uh, but also been very excited, much like Scotty, the DC multiverse is starting to get a few more in. Uh, and I am uh, reading metal. I am a uh, fan of the Scott Snyder, uh, Greg Capullo stuff. And obviously, uh, Todd McFarlane, having worked with Greg Capullo for decades and decades, I, I think they're the longest running Spawn team. Um, he's obviously, he, he likes his boy because he's doing a lot of figures based on uh, Greg <laughs> Capullo. Uh, nice. artwork so um i as a fan uh don't mind that as much myself uh one exciting thing that came in region uh these guys have only just come out so it's always nice when uh here in australia you actually get something um on time with the rest of the world other than waiting month but uh the power rangers line has finally gotten around to doing monsters uh which <laughs> uh, if anyone knows anything about power rangers monsters they're just some of the weirdest <laughs> wackiest designed kaiju creatures uh in existence so i kind of feel like hasbro were a bit inspired by Fortnite, and we're just like look at all these weird hamburger head guys and that there actually is a market for the power rangers monsters that seem to never get a release under uh bandai so um i'm looking forward to see what they do with that line uh going forward because it's kind of like uh for those who know the deluxe marvel legends that come out every now and then where they sort of repackage a builder figure of that it's yeah. kind of like that scale uh for the power rangers kind of its own separate Sweet. line uh type thing in there um eight inches versus the six inch for the main line so uh, it's this weird sort of sub line uh, in it so yeah excited to see what they come across with there and uh, i've also just been going through a bit of a transformers run part of which i'll uh, talk about tonight uh, with the red wave but also uh for some reason uh here in australia the earth rise which is the current sort of main uh classics line uh at the moment uh just dumped a whole lot of stuff here in australia so both wave two and three sort of hit stores at the same time here and when it comes to basic transformer stuff i usually wait for australian retail um that's a line that i'm a bit more um cherry picky uh with so uh, yeah been picking up uh, a few of those as they've sort of come in and hit and i think i've pretty much finished earthrise now which uh, uh they come to an end every year they have sort of a new theme that runs through uh the wave so this year earthrise is sort of very classic transformers on earth um a lot of very earth-based vehicles uh and next year kicks off beast wars which i'm a big uh fan of and uh Scotty and Ben know, but uh, for years, as we've used Slack, my avatar has been Rat Trap uh, on that, and there's finally a brand new Rat Trap figure uh, about to come out. So I am uh, very excited for that. Very good. What about you, Ben? Well, I think I could largely echo most of what Eddie said in terms of the, the Hasbro-a-thon, uh, particularly when it comes to uh, Star Wars Black. Um, picked up some really cool stuff, the Armourer Deluxe set which is uh greedy because it comes with the extra sort of blacksmith's tools and the uh the extra sort of effect the the sort of you know smashing molten met molten uh beskar type effect which is really really cool um and i also got the i think they were walmart exclusives the ahsoka loyalist um and there there was a few different ones there the uh the, the darth maul mandalorian dude and, and whatnot so that was actually pretty cool um but 
Oh, it, just, it got confusing. Like I, I ended up complaining to Eddie, going, "I, just, I can't keep track of which figure belong is where, and uh, you know what's exclusive to what, and you know, where I have to get them from." Because you know that this retailer often gets these ones. Yeah, you can count on this retailer to get them. But I was actually losing track of where I should go to get which one. It was getting really frustrating. And then, fortunately, when I got the Star Wars Black. Uh, uh, can't remember which one he is now. The um, you know the the Darth Maul Mandalorian looking dude, and um, I uh, I happened to pick up two of those just just in case, and I thought one of them you know could be trade bait, and sure enough, uh, sold out. And then someone said, hey, you know I've got this clone trooper lieutenant that's a, a Walmart or a Walgreens Walgreens exclusive Walgreens exclusive Walgreens. And he's like, you know, luckily I got two of them. Does anyone have anything to trade? And I said, oh, as a matter of fact, and so I managed to do a one to one swap, which was actually really nice. Um, I also picked up uh, the Marvel Legends Mister Fix It wave. So, I'll, uh... Uh, and I, you know, it's one of those waves where. Um, I, I really had no overwhelming interest in the builder figure, but then I looked at the wave and went, you know, they're actually all pretty good figures. The armor, uh, the Iron Man can go into the armory, even though you know don't need another Iron Man. So really, Captain America was the only kind of eh of the bunch. So I got the whole wave, um, and uh, the kids helped me, you know, rip everything open and, and put Mister Fixer together. And he's a really nice figure. He's a, he's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to when you guys have your bits and pieces from this wave and doing a bit of a uh, discussion because, um, yeah, he's actually pretty groovy. And I've noticed a couple of people have started creating a, a custom sort of patch in a suit as well. They've been cutting down one of the suit bucks and putting the, the Wolverine with the patch uh, portrait on that figure to sort of create that John Basima cover from oh, the Wolverine run with the two of them. So they do look good. And the other figures are really nice, like Thunderstrike's fantastic. So, yeah, looking forward to, to talking about those with you guys. Um, just put him down there. My my Apocalypse decided to um, do a figure lanch. That's uh, the biggest figure I've ever had decided to leap to its death off the shelf. And, fortunately, he didn't break <laughs> and he didn't take anyone else with him either. So good. he's been in the same place for, oh, I don't know, 10 years or something and suddenly decided he'd had enough. So Suddenly, bang. That's right, yeah, boy. And I, I didn't hear anything. He just... Uh, and that that's the Toy Biz one, I'm assuming? Yes, yes, the big fella, the big fella. Um, and I think probably the only other thing, I may have mentioned it on the last show, but I was really lucky and I won a Bowen Designs Rogue statue. Uh, and it was one that I didn't pick up uh, originally. It's the one in the Jim Lee costume where she's kind of flying and punching through the brick wall. Um, and, of course, it's one of those ones that's always been on the eBay kind of watch list, and I've gone, eh, no, with that kind of postage, no, nah, I'm not going to bother. Um, and then I, I went into a competition, and uh, and I won her. So I've, um, yeah, every now and then when we do the Toy of the Week, we talk about something old in our collection, and I thought, well, it's old but new, so I'll, I'll, I'll add that to the to-be-reviewed pile. Beautiful. So, yeah, it's been, um, it's been, I guess, when we haven't got together for a, a month that uh, they start to, to build up. So, yes, plenty of other stuff on the pre-orders, but uh, we'll talk about that. Still waiting for my Snowspeeder curses. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm waiting on my, uh, I'm going to be interested to see. So my Ahsoka, Ahsoka Trooper and uh, Loyalist uh, Death Watch oh, guy yeah. that I ordered from Zing. 
I found out my credit card had actually expired. So I had mm. one of those like, oh, you've been got a notice. You need to update the payment. So I've updated it. But since then, I'm, I haven't heard anything of it uh, uh-huh. shipping out. So I'm waiting for a bit to see if I get and if I haven't heard anything, a bit contact say, hey, you've taken the money. You just haven't sent the toy. And that's yeah. really the important part of taking the money. <laughs> I would like the toy. The toy. Yeah. Uh, um, one of the things I've noticed with that particular retailer is, like, I, I picked up my Ahsoka, the 332nd Trooper and the, the Loyalist, et cetera, um, last week, and they never get any for the shelves. Like, there's never any for sale. They, they seem to pre-order sell out, and so there's never excess stock to go on the shelves. And so when they give you that phone call to say, come and pick up your stuff, you've got to pick it up because they'll put it out and it'll disappear almost immediately because they they have no stock to sell to the general public. So you've got to get in and get it. So, yeah. Well, I I have an order to uh, pick up. I ordered mine just to be sent straight through. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll see because I wasn't too sure if we'd be able to get to a store to pick up. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, enough. and I think we've got a, an upcoming topic for a, a future episode where we're going to talk uh, about the state of things because I think yes. uh, not not just COVID but many other factors have contributed to um, a very different path that we now take to acquire these things. And uh, I'll try my best not to rant and rave and complain, but I, I think it's uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a good discussion to sort of see where where things are at. All right, fantastic. Well, lots of goods acquired, but uh, now we're going to actually talk about goods that have actually been acquired in some detail. So what we're going to do is take a break and we'll come back with our first Toy of the Week. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. And each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might be talking about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And uh, kicking it off, Eddie, you're going to talk about some machinery. Yeah, so I've got something new here. So uh, anyone who has listened um, to this show knows that I am a big fan of Hasbro, uh, when they're working in the six-inch action figure format. Uh, and we definitely don't have a shortage of that at the moment between Marvel Legends, Black Series, Lightning Collection, G.I. Joe Classifieds, uh, Overwatch Ultimates. Uh, so many things uh, have been getting that treatment. Uh, it seems like from the success of Black Series and Marvel Legends, it's just a uh, guaranteed hit. Uh and Hasbro are dipping their foot into this realm uh, again uh, with arguably their most popular property. Uh, and it's been very controversial uh, amongst the fandom, which is always a very cranky fandom. Uh, and that is Transformers. So uh, 
Uh, what uh, Hasbro have launched this year is Transformers Red. So Red uh, stands for Robot Enhanced Design. Uh, and basically what they are, uh, if anyone remembers from the early 90s, Action Masters, uh, they're Transformers that don't transform. Uh, it's just purely <laughs> the uh, action figure form of uh, the characters. And that has uh, really divided uh, Transformer fandom because there's some people who are happy to get a uh, action figure version of uh, their favorite characters, such as Optimus Prime and Megatron. Uh, and then there are other people who uh, just outright think it is not a good transformer toy if it can't transform into a truck or a gun or a cassette player or a gorilla uh and <laughs> people have had very varying opinions uh on it so i being a big fan of hasbro six inch figures and a transformer fan definitely wanted to get this first wave in hand to have a look at try out and uh see uh if i liked them or not one thing I definitely do like is the box. I am a big fan. Uh, it is very similar to uh, the boxes that we have been getting from Marvel Legends and Black Series and whatnot. Uh, they're going into that very sleek design with the curved edge, which I have realized now is actually do, do, does make it better for when they're stacking them into boxes to ship out, uh, which is why you're starting to see that design. Uh, particularly like the Black Series design box now is very economical. Uh, in terms of how much you can fit in a box without taking up a lot of space. Uh, so it's very much that uh, kind of Hasbro design. You've got nice artwork of the character on the side. piece that I really like, though, is they've almost got a little mini blister box on the inside down the side where you might normally get a second piece of artwork. But what that is, it's a different tray on the inside that has all the weapons and accessories displayed down the side. So you get one window showing you the figure, and then another kind of figure tray there on the inside, if I open this one up, uh, that has, and it's even got like its own backing of that behind it, uh, that has the tray with the weapons in it. So it's this nice little side window that I do quite like. When you get them in hand and you get to see them, That's pretty great. Uh, mint in box, it's a really nice uh, display of really showing off uh, what the figures uh, have on the inside. So the uh, first wave was three figures you've got optimus prime megatron and soundwave uh arguably some of the biggest name characters uh out of the gate that they're uh going with that's uh probably only uh starscream and bumblebee would be the only other two i'd put in and say that's pretty much your a tier uh right there and what uh this wave is very much based off is the 80s uh, Sunbow cartoon. So they're actually very blocky and um, base paint in design. I say base paint. Uh, there's actually very little paint on any of these figures. It's a lot of molded plastic uh, coming through and then little bits of paint for such as the eyes, um, some gray markings. They actually have a lot of paint on accessories, which is nice. That's something we don't even always get with um other Hasbro figures, but uh, these guys do have um, some nice designs. Uh, their Optimus Prime comes with his Ion Blaster. 
He's got his energy axe uh, from the pilot episodes that was like an amazing weapon in those 80 cartoons that you only see get used once and probably would have been handy in a lot of other things. He does have his Matrix of Leadership in his chest where his windscreens open up and that is uh, removable. Um, I cut my fingernails this morning, so that's a bit hard <laughs> to get out. But yeah, he's got his little Matrix of Leadership um that uh has a spot in his chest that it can uh go into and he comes with multiple hands such as pointing hands grabbing hands weapon holding hands and his actual energy axe itself is just a removable uh peg point hand that goes in there uh now articulation wise they actually vary from figure to figure so depending on the robot design is going to determine what articulation that they have so their heads are just on a double um bar uh, barbell kind of joint so you're kind of getting ball points at either end so you get a lot of motion with their heads in the way uh that can display uh shoulders uh have a couple of different swivel joints in them so you get a fairly good uh range of motion in there double jointed elbows um wrists on ball and socket where you tend to get the most variance is uh, you can see here Optimus Prime. He's got no chest crunch or anything like that. That's a solid uh, brick kind of chest, but uh, hey, he's a truck cab. Uh, you might have been able to work something <laughs> into where you've got the grill uh, in there, but uh, because he's also got that feature of opening up his windshield to put in the Matrix of Leadership, um, that could have also uh, caused some issues. Uh, he's... Uh, got sort of swivel cuts for uh, the hips. He's got a upper thigh cut, double jointed uh, in the knees. So you do get um, oh, a fair cool. bit of variance there. One weird one, which is kind of news to these, is the actual ankle joint will have a drop down feature, almost similar ah. to the figure arts uh, hip joints. Yep. And that allows you a lot more ankle pivot, even though they've got, they've got these massive locked uh kind of lower legs you can still so is that kind of like the new gi joe classified in their their kind of hip joint where you can kind of pull a leg yes. down and yeah very, very similar to uh that except uh these guys don't have it in the hips yeah they've got it in there uh, yeah just to get it uh do we, out of the way do we, have a, do we have a name for that particular style of joint like do we know what it's called I'm in the industry i'm gonna call it a or? drop joint because that just sounds good to me john get john. on that uh vocabulary uh so they <laughs> so they are very poseable you can uh definitely get these guys in a lot of great poses and positions uh pointing their guns and that around which is a uh, big plus unfortunately though because of their square blocky design there are points uh like on the upper hips where you've got this little bit of a design piece where you're going to get plastic rub unfortunately there's a lot of right angles on these guys and you just hit points where it's uh, going to be uh, either tight friction or you're bumping uh, kind of points of pieces into points of other pieces. Particularly on Megatron, I've noticed a little bit of rub uh, in certain areas. Uh, so Megatron is uh, very similar to Optimus Prime in his articulation except for his shoulders. He's got kind of this butterfly joint that comes out but goes upwards 
uh, for his. Uh, and also he has been given a uh, chest crunch, so he can crunch in, and that sort of worked into uh, his weird gun design there. So it is hidden, but he does uh, have one, and it's a ratchet one. You might be able to hear uh, chunking on there. He comes with his energy mace, once again a cool weapon that was only used in the pilot, even though it probably would have been useful <laughs> at other points in the series, but never came out again. He's got his massive plasma cannon uh, that's the viewfinder of, of his gun. And uh, he's got the same kind of drop points uh, in his ankle. He's got a bit more paint uh, on his body just for the little robot designs. His face is very much straight out of the G1 uh, cartoon. That's arguably the most uh, cartoon-accurate uh, face sculpt we've gotten for a Megatron. And also because Hasbro... Uh, really doesn't make Megatrons that turn into guns anymore because of uh, law, sort of toy gun laws and all that. It is actually a Megatron that you rarely get to see that's this cartoon accurate that has the pistol of the gun over his shoulder and a uh, plasma cannon that's not like a tank turret. It's uh, the actual uh, scope of a gun uh, in there because obviously he doesn't have to actually turn into a gun. Uh, through on the side once he's done. Uh, he does come with uh, a very cool accessory, which unfortunately I don't have uh, here on me at the moment, but he's got a hand that's actually holding an Energon cube, uh, and that's great for posing, and he also comes with a lot of variant hands, such as pointing finger hands and uh, whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, once again, you m might be able to notice if you look at images of him, where you've got uh, these designs around his hips and that you are running into uh, sort of a bit of resistance there because of all these right angles and that um, of pieces of plastic as you're moving him around. So you do want to be careful as you're posing that you're not going to be scratching uh, or rubbing these guys. And they are well articulated, but they may not look it, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Revoltech where you might not get a fluid uh, posing going. You'll be able to find the pose that you want, but it might not naturally be able to get there the same way when you're posing it with other figures. So if you want to take a photo with them, it's going to be good. If you're kind of playing with them on your desk, you might hit some resistance and have to sort of twerk an arm a weird way to get it into that spot. Uh, that you want is probably the best way uh, of describing it. And last, we have uh, Soundwave, fan favorite uh, character. Uh, he has a little bit of an action feature where he's got the button uh, on his top that does uh, open up, and his uh, cassette player uh, chest does open up and pop through. Uh, and you do get with him his sort of uh, hero piece accessory. Uh, is a uh, cassette. So this is laser beak or folded up in its cassette form and unfortunately doesn't uh, transform at all. Uh, but that does uh, fit into his chest and you can close it up and have the cassette in there, similar to how uh, Optimus has his matrix of uh, leadership. He also has his shoulder cannon, which uh, is removable uh, if you want it to be. Uh, but plugs in uh, fairly well. And he's very similar to Optimus. He's got the same style uh, shoulders of, as Optimus. Because of the chest uh, uh, sort of action feature, he's got no ab crunch there either. Um, has the same kind of squarey upper thigh, swivels, double-jointed knees. Got that same 
uh, drop in his ankles, and you can sort of see a little bit better of his uh, the ball joint and that, and uh, how that kind of pops through and works uh, a little bit there. So uh, he's a cool figure. He also does have, for those who are interested, uh, Soundwave the toy has yellow eyes, and the cartoon character has red eyes so this is a red-eyed version because it is based more heavily off the cartoon than the toy that sounds nitpicky but that's a big thing uh for some transformer collectors when it comes to Soundwave. is is he going to be red-eyed or yellow-eyed uh one cool thing that i like is on the back of his legs he's got one that has sort of a uh looks like a volume display knob and one that's an on-off switch so uh you'd imagine even though he doesn't transform if he did transform that's where the volume would be that's where the uh switch would be they're not just identical copies uh of one another so and the other thing i really like about him once again actual painted weapon uh they could have just easily gone with sort of a blue weapon but uh they gave him the painted up uh design uh which was the battery holder uh on the original toy uh and he's got other um different hands which unfortunately i've got packed away uh one of them is a hand to push the button on his upper chest here so he's got good double jointed elbows that you can get him in that pose that he's pushing the button and ejecting his cassettes with so uh yeah it's a good wave um to start off with uh i do like these guys uh and i think if you really want solid depictions of the sumbo cartoon uh they are fantastic however and i don't know if there would really be another line i could kind of say this with uh but where you would normally be like okay this is great we've finally got a chance to get an articulated action figure of these characters this is the i've got both the red uh transformer optimus prime and this is the current earthrise optimus prime uh that i also have with me and when i compare them the earthrise optimus prime is still extremely well articulated you can get him in all sorts of poses he's got um his classic look he's got his ion gun he's got double jointed knees he doesn't have double jointed elbows but you can still get a lot of movement and range he's got the swivel he doesn't have the ab crunch obviously but um neither does the red and they've even got him with ankle rockers uh on this current earthrise one and the detail in this earthrise figure is really good there's a lot of intricacies and uh just great design work so if you really kind of want an ultimate six inch articulated optimus prime it does actually exist in the transforming one and that is the bonus of the earthrise one it does also uh transform so i think uh the generations uh transformers line uh which does also have a sound wave and a megatron i just don't have them on me at the moment uh is still the ultimate versions of these characters i think where red is going to excel if it's going to excel um, is doing the media characters, doing the Sumbo cartoon. Second Wave has some Prime and Beast Wars uh, characters. And uh, particularly if they start to go in-depth to characters where, say, their cartoon mode, it would almost be impossible to get a good robot mode 
um, out of that does transform, that's where this line's going to excel. Uh, if it's going to excel as kind of the ultimate action figure line for Transformers, it is a bit of a letdown. So uh, it, it is a bit mixed on these guys. I, I kind of don't know where I fall because I think uh, if you're looking at them as Sunbow action figures, they're really good. If you're looking at them in the way you kind of look at most other Hasbro 6-inch as being kind of the ultimate, here's the ultimate Snake Eyes figure, here's the uh, ultimate uh, Kingpin figure and that sort of one, that they are not at that level uh, quite yet. So I, I think I'd give these guys kind of seven and a half or uh, eight dollars uh, out of town. I didn't speak about um, price. Uh, price is a bit weird here in Australia because these actually haven't had a release in Australia. They're Walmart exclusives in the States. Uh, but you can get them fairly reasonable uh, at roughly the price of a... Um, marvel legend uh figure but that's about the price of a voyager earthrise figure so you are paying the same as you would uh for that one of those transforming ones so uh it is a bit mixed yeah down that but i'd I'd say 7.5 to 8 dollars out of 10 um and that's going to vary depending on what you want them to be Uh, it's interesting because i think from my perspective, not being a uh, Transformers collector, something where the focus was more on the sculpt really looking like the robot version, um, not necessarily being sacrificed by the transforming, appeals to me more. Do you know, like something that just looks more like an iconic. Um, Optimus or whatever, as opposed to often, you know, when you when you see the ones where they are obviously built to transform properly, that the kind of robot mode doesn't necessarily look as good. Um, so I I get that totally. Uh, like, um, and I also understand what you're saying about characters where it would really be you know impossible to to do. Um, I can see it for that, but I also understand your criticisms. Yeah, I, I think where uh, what would have been good is uh, RC, who's the famous female Transformer. She was designed for the animated movie, didn't have a toy in the 80s and that at all. Uh, and they've given her some good um, toy representation recently, but even the re- most recent Earthrise one, which has done the best job of capturing their robot forms while also being Transforms, her car piece, like the vast majority of it, basically comes off and becomes like a shield because it's almost impossible to get that thin female figure out of a transformer that turns into a bulky car. So she would have been a perfect one uh, for a line like this, where it's like, here's just the basic robot mode. We don't need to worry about her turning into a car or uh, cross through uh, later on. Whereas unfortunately the three characters that they picked uh, are three that they actually have done a very good job in doing transforming versions that look like these uh, classic versions uh, of the character, with the exception kind of of Megatron, just because of that gun factor uh, in play. They had a masterpiece version recently that did get uh, this look down, um, but uh, uh, he's much more rarer that you're going to see a uh, retail version at a base level yeah. uh, that is going to look this classic of a uh, Megatron. But... Um, uh, the other ones, yeah, a bit more so. It's it's they're kind of out there on the shelf already, and 
uh, they transform. But yeah, it's it's definitely going to vary depending on just what you're looking for uh, from these toys. I think so. I, I don't think there's a right or wrong depending on how you come down. If you're someone who doesn't who wants Transformers only to transform, you're lucky. You've got that uh, option on the shelf. If you're someone who wants um, just the robot version of the figure, you're just going to put it on the shelf. You're never going to transform it anyway. Now you've got that option too. So it places both camps. I think the, the the most fun I had with that review, Eddie, was just just looking at, at the way they've done some of the joints and they've had to try and uh, create articulation. I mean, you know, we take for granted that Marvel Legends are all largely uh, the same until you sort of get into that Build-A-Figure space and... Um, you know, obviously G.I. Joe and Star Wars are all the same too. So, you know, watching you move some of those joints around and then, you know, you'd, you'd sort of, you know, swing an arm right up and I'm like, oh, wow, they've really managed to get some great movement in that that elbow joint. And it's almost like they approach each figure individually to to try and sort of overcome some of the, the I guess, the design issues. And it's like, well, yeah, great. You know, it was good of you to draw them like that, but you know, now I've got to try and articulate it and... Yeah. So, so yeah, I was just it was really quite fascinating watching some of the things they've done to achieve that, particularly in a line that is obviously not a you know it's not a high end deluxe type series. So you know they've obviously got a, an X budget to work with. So it is Excellent. interesting to think that they were once Japanese transforming toys that a cartoonist had to take those designs and be like, okay, how are we going to make this design so that people can draw it a hundred times over quickly in a production run and simplify it. And now we're taking that simplified version. It's like, okay, now let's make an action figure out of that that then (laughs) takes those simplified designs of the toy and now makes that. uh, It's Yeah, it's it's a heck of a game of uh, telephone to get these. uh, (laughs) Indeed, indeed. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Eddie. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have another Toy of the Week. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Well, now it's time to do our second Toy of the Week, and uh, he's normally bringing up the rear, but thanks to a spot from Engineer Nerd, who we'll hear from later, Mr. Scotty, you've been bumped up in the order, and we're going to hear about some Batman. We're going to hear about two different Batman. We are going to hear about the Mafex uh, 10, uh, they're numbered, which is why Ben can't uh, collect these, um, 105, uh, Batman <laughs> Hush, and 105. I know, <laughs> yes, and they're, they're, it's just like all the all the, the superheroes all, all in one, so... Um, I don't. Oh, I have to crazy. say, I do not understand the point of the the numbering, um, but obviously it means something to somebody. Um, so we have 105 Hush and 106 Dark Knight Returns here, and I am going to start with the uh, Hush version. Um, these come in fairly standard sized packaging. Um, it's a almost squarish, uh, fairly compact box so pretty post friendly um not the mezco million tray um spectacular just a a more standard tray with a lid on top of it that slides out of your window box and some art 
on the back of suggested poses, etc. So if I go, um, before I talk about the, the figure itself, if I just go to what's in the box in terms of everything that these guys uh, come with, there's a, a good amount of gear. So for the Batman Hush, and obviously this is based on the iconic Jim Lee um, run that uh, really gave a lot of the um, Batman rogues gallery their modern looks per se um this guy comes with uh five pairs of hands total so there is uh battering holding gripping hands open hands battering with knuckles um and then also relaxed hands um he's got a left hand grapple gun um and another uh, with a extended grapple gun so there's two different um versions one where he hasn't fired it and one where he has uh he comes with four batarangs so two that have a curved edge and two with a flatter edge um and uh then two alternate heads so we can he comes packaged with a more neutral face um and then he has a a gritted teeth a ready to rumble um fighting batman head and then an unmasked bruce wayne head so i'll talk about all those as we go but just so we get an idea of what's in the box and then your handy uh, mayfix figure stands which um, I wonder if they sell them because they're actually they don't take up a lot of space. They're pretty practical um, for this size of figure, and I could see using them on some of my Mezco 112 collective toys as opposed to the stands that they come with. Um, even though they come with a whole dedicated tray just for the the stand, they're not as great as as these. So the first thing when you take this guy out of the box is that his cape is huge um and it's almost it's overwhelming like when i first got the the figure out i was like i'm not going to be able to pose this at all because the cape is in the way and he just falls over and trips on it and it's like me if i was trying to be batman um and you know it is it is an enormous um cape but what you've really got to do is spend some time actually um, working out how to articulate the cape. Um, it comes with four different, um, uh, what are they? I'm missing the, the noun as usual, um, like flexible wires that allow you to pose. So there's two on the edges. So you get a quite a big, you know, wingspan of cape. And then there's two on the sides that allow for more posing. Um, but the two on the front also can be bent kind of over the, the shoulders so that, you get have more access to the figure itself and really working out how to articulate the cape is essential to being able to do anything so my initial thoughts on this were i'm not going to be able to uh you know really articulate this guy and you know me i'm not um i'm not a poser um the, I'm, I'm i'm not a huge you know fan of having to spend ages doing this stuff if it doesn't work right away <laughs> basically i'm just impatient um but once you work out how to manage the cape it's really quite amazing in terms of what you can do um articulation wise with this figure and i think that's obviously one of the big benefits of the mafex because these are six inch scale you know scales right with your multiverse etc so you're paying a heftier price tag and part of it is for the articulation um in, in terms of that he's got the neck joint, ball jointed, shoulders, uh, double jointed elbows, wrists with a rotation and a hinge, um, uh, then a ab 
crunch, torso articulation, um, uh, no, no waist, no specific other, I mean, other than the, the ab, there's not then a waist swivel. Um, mm. but then there are, there's the articulated hip, double jointed knee, and then ankle, um, and toe, um, as well. So if you wish that toy biz would bring back its articulated toes, which <laughs> I sure don't, um, the, <laughs> actually I don't mind the articulated toes, the toy biz, the old Toy Biz Marvel Legends one is partly because that end toe piece was like so comically big. That, <laughs> that, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they look like they look like they were wearing clown shoes. I was like, what are you doing, Luke Cage? You know, with your your um, clown shoes and your giant double uh, articulated fingers. Um, <clears throat> but you you really can, um, and I have put some photos up on Facebook. I'm going to add some more to. Um, that album when I get a chance to really play with the articulation um, of this, but you know, really you can do some fantastic um, stuff with this and the Cape actually, um, whereas initially I thought it was going to be too cumbersome to really be able to kind of use this properly. It, it's really amazing what you can do with the Cape with it, not affecting the balance. So it's quite light. Um, and you know, you, you, the, I have read some stories of these not being sturdy enough or kind of coming apart. So I want to be careful about how um, much I fiddle with them. Um, but in in the kind of you know play that I've had tonight, getting ready for this, I've been really impressed by what uh, he can do. The heads are really easy to swap. There's actually a a neck piece that goes with the um, head, so the the two mast heads are uh, share the same little neck piece, um, and then the unmasked head has a different um, flesh tone um, neck piece. So initially, I was a little bit confused about well, how does the Batman head swap work because it he didn't seem to have that, and then I realized that it's a separate piece, and it's quite interesting when you take it apart. And this is for the Skype call; it's kind of too small to really show, but the neck itself has like a little Adam's apple um, sculpted into it. So you can kind of tell the the front from the back. It's quite um, clever and it makes it really easy to swap the, um, the, the heads. I've got a photo of the Bruce Wayne head in the Facebook album as well. The paint on that is fantastic. And um, probably the only thing that I would say that would have been fun with that is uh, a cowl, um, to, to hang off the back so that, you know, when he's taken, taken that off. Um, but I've actually seen some photos of people using one of the multiverse, um, cowls. I'm trying to think about what figure that would be from, um, it, in its space, but the paint is beautiful. The, um, the, uh, everything in it, um, works and I'm really, really impressed with it. Um, before I do Dolly ratings, I'm just going to move on to the dark Knight. So, Again, um, this is 106, same size uh, box, but with the dark art. And this is the the black and gray version. Um, there is a two-pack that is coming out, or maybe out already, uh, that is uh, Batman and the Carrie Kelly Robin. And that's the blue version, which is why I ended up deciding to... I'll, I'll probably get that, but um, because this guy is the black and white version, I decided to get um, him... Uh, as well, because that's really the kind of you know more comic accurate. Um, mm. In terms of what's in the box, um, he just comes with two head sculpts. There is uh, the 
a kind of just neutral uh, grimace head that he comes packed with, and then there is the angry um, head that is the one that I don't know why you would use the other one, so you just take that off and throw it away, and then put the the second head on, and that's the one that you're gonna use because that looks like your your Dark Knight Returns Batman. Um, uh, eight batarangs, they're all the same. The the there's only four in the Hush pack, but they're the two each, and they're different. These eight just the same batarangs, and then eight pairs of hands from outstretched to um, down to to fists. Um, so not as much on the accessory side as the Hush. Um, Batman, no batarangs, etc. But we've got a, a heftier figure here because this is a big uh, unit um, in terms of uh, the the kind of size of, of Batman that he is. Um, uh, if you are a real fan of the the source material and the Frank Miller um, uh, version of you know future Batman, I think you'd be really happy with the mm. the face sculpt um, of of this, particularly that grimacing face. It's really faithful to the the source material and the the whole sculpt in terms of just that real bulky blocky frame that he's depicted with um you know i've seen different versions of this as a toy um but i have to say this just blows them out of the water this is really uh, quite amazing um and particularly you know if you look at them side by side you can see oh, um just that some of the the heft that you've got in this um in the in the dark knight figure um he he comes also with a a fabric cape that has just the two um wires on the end nowhere near as big as the hush um cape but appropriate for the um figure see i mean you've got the same ability to really get the different poses out of the cape um but he's not kind of that cape's not getting in the way of anything in the way that the hush one does until you kind of get it under control um he's got the same articulation as the hush uh batman um without the oh sorry that he does still have the ab crunch um but it, it because the figure is so hefty um he there's not much movement in it so he can't really arch his back or anything but i doubt that bruce at that age could arch his back anyway <laughs> yeah. so it's yeah it's probably um just accurate right that's what that's why they did it um really beautiful drapery in the um in the in the costume in terms of just some of the folds of um the the material um and some really lovely uh, shading in the gray. So obviously with the, the gray toned, you know, Batman, it can be a very flat paint application, but this has had some sort of wash, um, over it to, to get some really nice, uh, shadows in there. And again, you know, what you're really paying for here as well as the detail is the articulation and the, the posability, um, of these in terms of, you know, what you get, particularly with the, um, the ankle articulation, um, you know, being the full kind of, uh, like ball jointed ankle, but then with the, the toe articulation as well, you, you can get a lot of movement, you know, they can be almost stand on one leg. Um, and, and, uh, if you're, you know, into posing your toys, there's some really fun things to do. So the, like a lot of these Mafex, um, pieces, the, the, um, the comic ones 
tend to go fairly quickly and then go up in price. So if you are, if you haven't grabbed these yet and you are thinking that you want them, they are worth kind of looking for because once they get on the secondary market, they pretty much double um, in price. The movie ones tend to not so much with the DC stuff. Um, they're, they're a bit more available. Um, but these, you know, the Dark Knight one, which is one reason why I jumped on it while I still had the chance because I knew if I got the blue one later and then decided I want to the black and white one as well, I'd be paying aftermarket prices um, for them. So I, I'm going to give the Hush... Batman nine dollars um, out of ten, and the the reasoning. So while the cape is absolutely amazing, it it it's a lot. It really is. It's a lot, and you can do some amazing things with it. But some of the, just the more you know standard. Like I, I think this has the potential to be, a, you know, like one of the best just generic Batman action figures because of the articulation and there there are some pieces of that that the cape just gets in the way of you know just standing next to another character etc it's really big and i i almost wish that uh there kind of was a, a an option for enormous cape and then just normal you know cape um because um this the figure itself is so fantastic but it can still just be swamped by the the cape when you're you're kind of holding it and just trying to do generic poses, etc. Um, Dark Knight uh, Returns is uh, you know a ten out of ten. I, I'm not fussed about the lack of other accessories with this. Yeah, you've got your batarangs, you've got your different hands, um, and your stand, and it's a massive um, figure. And I think they've just absolutely nailed both the face. Uh, the head sculpts, but then also just the physicality of the the character, um, and this I I think is a a toy of the year contender. Oh wow, impressive, impressive. That's I'm big words. I said I, contender. I, <laughs> I don't have any Mapex superhero stuff. So how do they scale up? For example, if you're a long time DC Direct or DC Universe Classics, could you could you slot one of these guys into Batman spot? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that you know, you're particularly with the the DC universe, um, like they are on the 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 kind of mid range. So obviously, your um, later DC Direct and DC uh, Collectibles Batman um, are you know, where they've gone to the seven inch scale um, tower over these guys. But the um, the your DC uh, universe classics um, mm. scales quite well. Um, multiverse, I say, I'd say would uh, be a bit big um, for them, but they actually, I've, I've, you know, they actually don't scale um, that badly with the Mezco pieces either. Um, so the um, well, even like I've, I'm just looking at some photos, even with the. Oh no, no, I think that's icons. Yeah, so like I mean, it, the the Batman hush. Um, it probably scales better with icons and and um, than it does with classics and definitely multiverse. Um, it, you know, he is on the on the smaller side um, of the six inch scale. Um, but yeah, the the Dark Knight returns beautifully. Excellent, cool. Eddie, any questions? No, Scotty's. Um... <laughs> Handled it so quite well. I, I mean, I, I was, I, I did have one, which it was a stupid one, which was going to be um, <laughs> how it scaled up with uh, 
the 89 SH Figure Arts uh, one, but we haven't gotten to that yet. That's that's, <laughs> that's next. Spoilers. Yeah. Yes. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that, Scotty. We, uh, we can take a break and we'll be right back. It's a Fembot, new from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a Fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's unmasked me. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha <laughs> ha. Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. Hey, guys, this is John, and I'm here with a batterific review tonight. Um, I've got in my hands the SHVQR 89 Batman. And as you may know, I'm a big 89 Batman fan. I actually go back and forth with Icy Robots, uh, who is doing the Stuck at Home Show podcast right now. That's, that's really helping a lot of people get through this pandemic thing. Um, but he doesn't believe that 89 Batman is the best Batman film. So please feel free to go over to Twitter and tell him that 89 Batman is. Anyway, um, I was really excited to get this because I am an 89 Batman fan. Um, I thought that this actually, I thought this figure might pass on it, but, um, I didn't get a pre-order in fast enough for the 112 collective. So I went with this one and it was still, I think 60 or 70 us when I got it. Um, so it's not a, not a cheap figure. Um, but he came in and I actually think I might have a, uh, uh, a line on a 112, uh, collective one as well. So, uh, please don't tell Mrs. Nerd that because that one's even more expensive. Anyway. <laughs> I got this in. The box has the bat logo on the front, but it has on the back um, one tiny little window that shows his head and, and shoulders and stuff, which is which is kind of different for an SH figure. It's normally they have a, a box where you can see the accessories and stuff. I, I don't know what they were going for here, but it's not a, a standard figure arts box. And that, that kind of threw me at first. I was kind of like, I'm not too sure about this. And I was kind of looking at the face and I wasn't too sure about that either, but more on that later. Anyway, I opened up the box, and inside is the standard figure arts tray, and in that tray was the figure, and he actually had some, uh, an extra, like, tray between the cape and his back to keep the, the dye from the cape from rubbing off. Um, so that was kind of nice, and then, you know, there's some extra stuff around the face and, and that kind of thing as well. Um, so, and then all the accessories are packed in the tray, and you can't see them in the box, uh, which, which kind of, like I said, threw me off, because that's not standard figure arts fair. Uh, then, you know, if you go look a little deeper, uh, this, this is a figure arts release, so it's an action figure, and, uh, you know, he's in a five and a half inch scale, you know, he's not gonna scale with your Marvel Legends, so, you know, if you guys are thinking, oh, I want this to scale with that, this probably isn't the figure for you. If you just want a nice 89 Batman, you're a big fan like I am, it might be a figure for you. Might. But please listen to this whole review before you decide. So, uh, in general, the figure looks maybe a little, a little more pudgy than athletic. Um, you know, like a guy in a rubber suit would be. So I kind of think they tried to actually keep the movie proportions. Uh, you know, Michael Keaton isn't a big athlete and, uh, he had a rubber suit on. So, uh, you know, he's only going to look like so much. And it has the muscle sculpted on the chest, but the, the legs and, you know, they don't really have a lot of detail to them, uh, which is probably correct for the movie Batman. Uh, that suit really isn't that detailed. A lot of us, you know, get confused with the Batman Return suit, which was more like a, a suit of armor. Um, the only paint on the body is actually the boots. They are a gloss black. 
Um, they have a little bit of tread on the bottom. I don't think there's any silver on them anywhere. No, there isn't. Um, but then, uh, he has a belt, of course, and it's, it's like a, a muted gold tone. It's not gold metallic. Um, it's just gold colored. And of course he has his, his bat symbol with the, um, what some people consider incorrect, uh, extra feet on it. So, uh, you know, if that's not your thing, maybe you could get somebody to 3D print you one that's, that's more to your liking. And the reason for that is it actually pops out. Now, the cape comes secured to him, and it's like a pleather cape. It's got some lines, looks like embossed into it or something, and then it's, it's actually lined in something different. Um, I think it's just one piece of fabric that's, that's got different texture on the outside and the inside. Uh, but sewn into it is two poles, and those poles let you kind of do gliding pose that you see at the beginning of the movie where he's gliding in to, to take out the rooftop criminals. Um, they do come out, so if you know they're going to look weird at a picture or something, you can take them out. Uh, I've played with this a little bit, and I'm just not sure what the right pose for those is. And one thing that's kind of disappointing is they, they give you this ability to do this um, gliding pose, but they didn't include a base with them. And, and that's kind of problematic to me. I think this would have been a real good opportunity, even if they put a, a clear base with just the bat logo on it. I think that would have been really cool, um, especially since they get, you know, oh, here, you can do this figure glides, but we're not going to give you any way to support him like that. Now, you all may also remember that uh, this Batman is famous for not being able to turn his head. The, the costume just didn't allow it. So, um, uh this figure doesn't turn its head, which, which is unusual for figure arts. Uh, so there, there's no articulation in the neck um, once you get the head on. And there's actually some articulation under the head, but it, just, it when the head's actually on, it, it doesn't do anything. Um, the body itself it has an ab crunch, which is actually a ball joint, and then a waist ball joint as well. So, um, you know, he's got a lot of articulation in the chest, uh, regular figure arts legs, you know, knees, double uh, double knees, you know, the, the figure art hips, and um, some articulation in the ankles and in the toes. I love toe articulation, especially for these kind of figures where you're going to pose and fighting. Uh, but I don't think there's quite enough articulation in the um, ankles because the ankle doesn't let you really put his foot back down. I, I wear boots to work sometimes, and yeah, you don't have a lot of articulation in, in your ankle, but it'd be neat to get him to do that flying pose. You know, you, you think of a flying pose, and he's got his his ankles out behind, you know, almost straight, you know, with the foot. But uh, this figure really can't do that. So they, they really kept in line with probably the limitations of the costume more than anything else. Now, like I said, that head is actually one piece. And it'll come off because there's a swappable head. More about that in a second. Um, and to do that, you actually pull the bat symbol out. And then the head itself pops off. And it's actually on like a square... Um, like a little beam coming out of his neck. And hopefully I'll have pictures up on the uh, Action Figure Blues Facebook group. Uh, so make sure you come over and join that and don't miss out on all the fun. Uh, but um, the head was supposed to come comes up too. And this is probably my biggest problem with this figure is um, one was supposed to be looking straight and one was supposed to be looking to the right. I can't tell the difference between the two of them in normal lighting. I have done some you know, I pulled out a magnifying glass and looked at them, and yeah, they may be painted that way, but if they are, it's very, very hard to see, or it's subtle. It's either not right, or it's very, very subtle. Um, 
because it's all black around his eyes, it's almost impossible to see which way he's really looking. So which makes having two heads kind of irrelevant. Um, you know, for the time and effort they probably put into that, they would have been much better off to probably just go with a single head um, looking forward. Um, those heads also have a swappable face piece. And again, one's got the mouth kind of closed and one has the mouth kind of open. And I, I can see it if I look and squint and maybe get out my magnifying glass, but they are very, very subtle in their differences. So, you know, as advertised, you should have four different expressions. You got two different heads, two different face pieces. Um, and the face piece, they don't really give you instructions on how to get it out. I was able to put something up in the head once it's off the body and actually pop it out with like a, a toothpick. So it does come out, but um, not hard. And it looks like it stays in fairly well. But yeah, I one face, one head um, probably would have been enough for me or there needed to be greater variation. Um, if they were going to do this, I probably would have preferred some kind of unmasked head. But I don't think in that movie you ever see him unmasked in the suit so that probably makes sense um i really when i get to my rating at the end I, i'm gonna knock it down for that because you know that was the big selling feature on this you know that, that's what you buy a figure for is um you know they they they're, they're supposed to have this great likeness and you know these subtle details for collectors and i they just did not make it on this one um for example i have the uh Captain Jack Sparrow, and he actually has the similar kind of heads where one's looking straight, one's looking to the side. And, and it's very easy on that one to tell the heads apart. These two heads, you really can't tell apart at all. Our facial expression plates or whatever they are. So getting to the hands, he comes with one, two, three, four, five and a half sets of hands. Um, of course, he comes loaded with the punchy hands. Um, he has some relaxed hands, which... I don't know what Batman uses relaxed hands for, but okay, they're there. Uh, some hands that are specifically, they're, they're almost circular openings in them, and they're specifically for holding the little poles that come into, come, come sewn into his cape. Um, and then a couple of hands that are specific for accessories. Um, and then one final hand is actually specific for his grappling gun. Speaking of which, it's a little tiny grappling gun, and it is the one that he uses it after he escapes the museum and uses the attached to Vicky Vale. Uh, he says, you know, hey, grab that thing on my, my belt. Don't let go. It's that one. And on the tip of it is a little tiny, like, arrow tip that comes off. Now, um, Scotty, if you're around this figure, please don't inhale because you will inhale this because this, this is, like, one of the smallest accessories I have ever seen. It, it is, it, it is in that, you know, um, low light bullet category. Um, it does not stay on real well. Uh, just as I was opening and closing trays, it has come off and it shifted into another pocket in the tray. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's just what you get. It is nicely detailed. It's nicely painted. Um, it's got some silver on it. You know, he actually had a lot of silver on his weapons and gear and stuff. So I, I like that. It looks screen accurate. Um, pretty happy with that. Now, Speaking of the museum, he, of course, comes with the um, grappling line gun that, uh, you know, he, he puts in the Joker's face and then shoots the line across and then exits the museum. Uh, it's probably one of his more famous pieces of equipment. You know, it's the 
the whole where did you get those wonderful toys comes from that scene. Um, it, it's okay. It's, it's a neat piece. It's got some silver on it. And uh, let's grab it here. I haven't quite figured out how to which hand it's exactly supposed to go with. I think it's supposed to just go with a fist. Um, the little um, the little arrow parts swivel, but they do not come off here. So uh, it's a little different than the grappling gun in that regard. It, it would have almost been nice to have a second one of these that would let you attach a line. Um, the, the arrows do come off at the pivot point. You could work them out. Um, they don't actually stop at 180 degrees, which kind of surprised me because I figured the mechanics would be a little better than that. But um, they're not in this case. So, you know, again, if you had somebody that could 3D print you one of these things, and I may someday take a stab at this, but who are we kidding? I'm, I'm not that ambitious um, to set up a display with that. But, uh, you know, it's got the arm brace, and the arm brace goes down around the arm, and then the fist fits in it. It's a big thing. Honestly, we don't know where he pulled it out of. Um, you know, he was obviously prepared when he, he jumped into the museum, so uh, we'll, we'll just assume that he had it behind his back. Uh, same with the grappling gun. Uh, so, what other hands are there? Uh, like I said, open hands, uh, the hands that hold the poles, um, specific accessory hands. They hold a battering, which is included, and it looks screen accurate from near as I can tell. Um, kind of surprised. There, there should be some silver, I think, on the tips of the blades of this battering, but there, there may be a couple different versions of it. And he also comes with some shuriken or ninja stars. Um, they're very specific. Looks like they maybe open up from inside a, uh, a circular thing. Um, there's two of them. Again, they are very, very small. If you drop these on the carpet, you are not going to find them. Um, and the hands hold them pretty well. Uh, what's weird is the instruction sheet actually shows them holding the battery in the middle, which I do not think is how you would actually throw that. Um, so, but I could get him in a realistic throwing pose with it. Um, so the, the battery's pretty cool. I'll probably use that. I don't, I, I, I don't subscribe to Batman using Ninja Stars, so uh, those, those will probably stay in the tray for now. Now, I did mention that there was uh, a half set of hands, and that extra hand is uh, specifically for the grappling gun, um, just to, to even out the set. And then the last set of hands is um, they've got triangular guards uh, that pop out of, from the, the palm, so about, I don't know, two or three millimeters. And that's specific to the scene where he's fighting the thugs outside the museum. Um, one of them goes to kick him and he holds his hand out. And I, for since 89, I've always thought he just hit the guy in the, you know, with his palm and, uh, you know, uh, basically he hits the guy in the crotch. The guy lands on his hand on his crotch. Uh, but, uh, apparently there's a guard that pops out from the middle of his hand and, and actually braces. And so he doesn't actually impact his hand, um, when that happens. Uh, there's left and right. They both have the guards. It's weird. Uh, I don't think anybody would have missed those. Um, like I said, I never even realized that was actually there. So um, it, it's okay. They're, they're okay. I'm not going to, you know, hey, if they want to throw in an extra set of hands, I guess those are, are good enough. But um, all of the hands also have little silver dots like they're studded in the palms. Um, I didn't realize that suit was like that. I assume that is screen accurate, but um, you never know. Um, it might be just something they added. Um, I, I would have expected them darker because they're bright silver and they actually, when you see him like just standing, when you have the figure to stand, 
if you can see his hands, you can see these like little silver dots on his palm, and it, it kind of stands out a little bit on the black. I mean, yes, it stands out on the black, which is cool, but it stands out on the black, which you're not used to seeing. So, 50-50 on that one. Um, all the hands have them, uh, so they are consistent as well. Now, overall, like I said, um, I'm not sold on the heads on this. Overall, it's a decent figure. It's not a great figure. Um, it's probably the most disappointed I've been in a figure art figure. Um, you know, I've, I've ordered a lot of Japanese characters. I have the Jack Sparrow. Um, I've got a couple other ones as well. But, but this one, you know, obviously I was looking forward to it because I'm an 89 fan. Uh, so, you know, I, I maybe had my expectations a little too high, uh, but uh, they just kind of missed the mark on those heads. And then not having a stand, I, I would have gladly given up that extra hand to get a, a stand, a regular figure art stand. I think that would have went a long way. Um, the the accessories, like the throwing stars, that was probably a miss for me, too. Um, I think there's probably a couple other things you could have put in there um, from that movie that would have worked a little bit better. So overall, I'm, I'm taking off um, straight up two points uh, for the heads because I just do not think the eyes are done well enough that that should have been a selling feature. Uh, and they don't look like the, the pre-production photos that, you know, the pre-order photos. So that's where a lot of my grief's coming from. Uh, and then I'm going to take off another point just for overall just kind of lackluster. Um, you know, the box, like I said, is kind of lackluster. Uh, I, I think the choice and accessories, they, they probably could have a couple other things, you know, some smile X or something, just Joker money. I don't know. Uh, shattering teeth, uh, Joker card, I, something. Um, I think other than those ninja stars, because I just don't think they're serving any purpose here. So I'm going to take off point for that. So I'm going to give him, um, a dolly rating, a seven out of 10, which, you know, for something that I was looking forward to probably isn't that good. Uh, and that's pretty harsh for me. So, especially on a figure arts, uh, but, uh, it is what it is. And, um, I hope you enjoyed this. You know, I'm not saying it's a terrible figure. It's an okay figure. So, you know, if you want an okay Batman, that's going to be able to fight with your other figure arts, you know, your, your power rangers and your, your comic writer stuff, maybe this is the figure for you. Um, but you know, at the price point, does it seem like it was a premium? You know, it's not like one of those. $40, $50 common, or, you know, like common writer releases. It, it was a $67 figure. I don't think it's up there for that. So, you know, please listen to this and, uh, you know, make, make your choices, uh, with your money cautiously. And, you know, hopefully one of these days, maybe I'll get my hands on the 112.89 version and we'll be able to compare and contrast. But that's it for me for now. This is John saying, uh, peace out. Well, we've come to the time of the show where we say goodbye. But before we say goodbye, we want to just let you know that if you'd like to hear your questions, comments or suggestions on future episodes, 
by all means, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can also catch us on all the fancy social medias out there, particularly Facebook, where we have a very good, uh, I guess, what do you call it, collecting community, and that's the Action Figure Blues community page. Come and join us there and, and have a chat. Um, but uh, that is it for this episode, so it is time to say goodbye, Scotty. Eddie, I think I've forgotten how to do an outro. <laughs> oh, I think you did fine. Yeah, you're pretty good. <laughs> Stay so safe, the main, everybody. The main thing in doing an outro is just stop too long. That's right. Take care, everybody. All right. To, um, Thanks for listening. Community one, because uh, we're getting near the end of the year, and it's always exciting when you hit the end of the year and we start uh everyone starts talking about their best and favorites of the year and mm. uh whatnot so uh if you uh want to de- definitely this year uh is going to be an interesting one to look back on so yeah uh definitely jump on the action figure blues community page and uh start having a think and post about what you think are the uh highlights the lowlights the uh oddities of this year as a action figure collector indeed all righty Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Good journey. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. format anyway now you've got that option too so it places both camps Ben's speechless he's so moved I know I learnt Ripley's <laughs> <laughs> for those uh, at home Ben just gave us the wait one moment uh, finger <laughs> Yeah, definitely it was the wait one moment finger, not another finger. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs>